Warning, this podcast frequently contains disturbing and graphic content. User discretion is highly advised. Hello again, Nightmare Society. A big welcome to our newest official member of the Nightmare Society online campfire, Faith Lee A. Welcome, Faith, and thanks so much for your support. Also, a big thanks to Sky, user Every Drop, user Telvalo, and user Dear Ghouls for sharing their stories with us tonight. Now, get comfy and prepare yourself for another episode of The Nightmare Society. This happened within this year, and still sometimes I wish things could have gone different. I was a Discord nerd, keyword, was. I had this group of friends who I had known for a year, but they were still great friends of mine. We had never met, but we would constantly talk to each other over Discord chats. It got hard sometimes because one of the friends in this group lived, and I believe still lives, in America, so our times were very different. Not the point of the story, however. I trusted these people. I told them my deepest secrets and struggles, and I felt relatively safe around them. Again, felt being past tense. One day in late 2020, I noticed that two people in this friend group, Crystal and Grace, were getting a lot closer. To be honest, I had a closer relationship to Crystal than Grace and I felt really jealous and insecure. I had gotten it into my head that I was going to be pushed out of the friendship group. I was not wrong. A month passed on and I got a link from Grace and she told me to click it. God, how I wish I had not done this. The link took me to an Instagram account of K-pop stars. I know, so scary. I was confused as I wasn't into K-pop and I had asked Grace why she sent it. This is where things got weird. She added me to a group chat full of people and began to type. Words cannot explain how hard my heart was beating when my address popped up on the Discord chat. Keep in mind I hadn't told anyone in that group where I lived. She sent out everything that belonged to me. My full name school, address, everything onto a group chat. This is where everything had clicked into place. That link I had clicked before had been a tracking app that stole my information. But it doesn't end there. Grace had sent numerous death threats against me in my DMs and said something along the lines of, if you don't leave this friendship group, I'll come to your house and kill you in your sleep. I knew she wasn't bluffing. From the information I got from her, she only lived two suburbs away from me. I deleted my account and I lived in fear for three months straight. I didn't sleep much as I was afraid she would come. 
It didn't help that I also lived alone. Two days ago, I was having a late nighter on my laptop, and I heard something that I struggled to comprehend. It was clapping, coming from my laptop. Slow and sarcastic clapping. At first, I thought I had accidentally left a YouTube tab open, but I suddenly realized this was not the case. I get why people are paranoid of people looking at them through their laptop cameras. I hadn't noticed, but the light that signals when you're using your camera had been turned on. Grace had been stalking me through my laptop camera for at least three months, listening and watching everything I was doing. I shut down my laptop so fast that half of the screen smashed in the process. That was two days ago. I can say the death threats have not been fulfilled, but I have a feeling they could be. I know what you're thinking. Why don't you get the police involved? Well, I have. They're actually investigating right now, but I couldn't give them much information about Grace since I wasn't nosy about her life and only knew her online. So, Grace and Crystal, if you're listening or somehow seeing this email, you know who you are. I have a question for you. Why did you do it? I sincerely hope the both of you rot in the pits of hell. This encounter happened to me a while ago. I couldn't share it for a long time. For some background, I live in the country in Ohio. Down a long drive, fields on two sides, woods in the back. I'm about a mile away from town, so if I need police, I have to call a sheriff. I live with my husband and my boxer. The night this happened, my husband was getting some overtime at the factory. It was a Saturday and he was working third shift. I had spent the evening at my parents' house and didn't head home until around midnight. I stopped in town at our 24-hour gas station to get some drinks and chocolate and beef jerky for my dog, Alizé. As I exit the gas station, I get this feeling that's so strong. I just look around because I knew someone was outside with me. Over to my left, about 20 feet away, is a girl in a really cute little dress with a white horse mask on, just standing there. We stared at each other for a minute before I hopped into my car and quickly pulled out onto the road, almost hitting a light pole as I belatedly checked my back seat for danger. That was unnerving, but I was home just a few minutes later giving Alizé jerky and eating chocolate and watching TV. All of a sudden, my dog takes off down the hall to the back porch, barking and growling and attacking the window. I run in there, afraid a window was going to get broken again. Alizé broke a window trying to get to a coyote once already, and I stopped dead in my tracks. There, standing in the window, was a horse mask. Again, we stared at each other. I looked over to the back door. Was it locked? Shit, I couldn't remember. 
coarse mask looks over at the door. Slowly, I walk over to it. So does horse mask. We both reach for the knob. It was locked. Horse mask looks behind her and for the first time I look around my backyard. There's a guy in a horse mask too. I'm like, okay, this is enough. I'm calling the cops. I got Alizé and shut the door to the porch and went to the living room to get my cell phone. Of course, I left my cell phone in the car when I carried my stuff in the house. In my car that's in my garage. My very dark garage. Basically lacking any choice, I opened the door to the garage and tried to open my car door. But, oh, guess what? I actually must have locked it and didn't have the keys. I crept back into the house. No sign of Alizé. No horse mask in the backyard that I could see from the kitchen window. I grabbed my keys and went and got my phone. I called the sheriff and told them what happened and that I was followed home and alone. They asked if they were still outside. I looked out of the windows room by room. Nothing. Until I got to my front yard. Right out front there they were, just standing about a hundred feet away, holding hands, staring. I honestly was crying at this point to the dispatcher who assured me someone would be there soon. As I stood there, clearly on the phone, the girl waved. Then they walked hand in hand down my lane out of sight. It took the sheriff ten minutes to get there. They found nothing. Told me the guy probably sat in a car and they followed me. Just kids being kids, they said. My dog didn't come out of my bedroom the rest of the night. I sat up listening to silence until my husband got home. A couple of weeks later, someone from the sheriff stopped by to follow up. They said they checked the camera at the gas station, but all it shows is the girl walk up by the dumpsters and stand there until I left and then she walks away. This happened a few years ago, so my brain is kind of fuzzy when it comes to some of the details. So please forgive me if everything doesn't 100% add up. I can't exactly remember everything that happened exactly as it happened. I go to a lot of local heavy metal shows. I have a lot of friends who play in local bands. So I usually try to go to as many of their shows as I can to show support. My mom also likes to tag along with me. Which by the way is cool but that's besides the point. So, a few years ago, my friends invited me to a show at a bar. I went and everything pretty much just went like any other show. Now, I have to emphasize that a lot of weird people go to these shows. There isn't really a lot of judgment in these areas. We don't care about your clothes, your skin color, your height, how you talk, anything. But I remember this one girl really standing out at the show because she was wearing sunglasses that resembled that thing Geordi LaForge wore in Star Trek. 
She was a really short girl, probably like 4 feet 11 inches tall, or maybe even smaller. She was with two big guys, one who was drunk and literally falling everywhere, spilling his beer, trying to go into the mosh pit and getting pushed back out because he was too drunk for people to want to deal with. The other guy she was with didn't do much. He kept his hood up, stared at the ground, and didn't really move for the whole show. That stood out a lot to me, because nobody, I mean nobody, just stands there around at these shows. Go hard or go home, I guess. I don't really remember what more they did while we were there. My mom and I usually don't stay too late at the shows and just leave when our friends finish. Since my mom is older, she doesn't like to stay out too late. So we said goodbye and went outside to leave. As soon as I opened the door and stepped outside, I heard a girl screaming. I only heard it for a second before it stopped. But me and my mom just kind of looked at each other and shrugged it off because, like I said before, the people who come to these things are pretty weird. We started walking to our car and heard it again. We started hearing a man shouting as well, saying stuff you like, stupid bitch, get back here. Get your ass over here right now. Etc, etc. We got in our car pretty quick because we didn't know what was going on. I looked out my window and to the right of me was someone's house. In their yard was a man. The one who was super drunk and falling everywhere earlier. And that short girl with the weird glasses running through the yard. He was chasing her. My mom suggested that we needed to leave. Now. But I was kind of just like, uh, no. Something really terrible could be about to happen and we need to help that girl. So I had my mom drive around to the back of the building towards the house. There was a car parked right outside that was running. All of the doors on the car were open aside from the driver's side. The other man, the quiet one, was sitting in the driver's seat. As soon as we drove in front of the car, he grabbed the hood of his jacket and covered his entire face with it. That gave me chills. I knew something was terribly wrong right there in that moment. Why else would he cover his face? Why is he just sitting there calmly like that while his friends are chasing each other through a stranger's yard? While all of this was going on, I could still hear her shrieking in the background. I unbuckled my seatbelt. I said to my mom, Mom, I'm going back inside. I'm getting my friend and having him come out here with me to see what the heck is going on. We aren't leaving yet, I'm sorry. My mom hesitated, but drove me back to the front door and parked. I got outside and grabbed my friend Jack. Jack is a very big guy. Roughly 6 foot 3 and maybe 250 pounds. He's very, very intimidating looking. I told him what was going on. He gathered up a couple more of his friends along with grabbing the manager of the bar. She, the manager, insisted that we hang back a second while she goes and figures out what's going on. We all hesitated with letting her go back by herself, but off she went. We waited by the door. We could still hear the shouting and the screaming, except now the second man was out of the car. We heard her scream again louder than ever this time, and we all just ran in that direction. 
The two men were standing by the car looking around, hands in their pockets, looking like a pair of guilty dogs. The girl? She was lying face down on the ground, nails digging into the pavement, still screaming, shaking, sobbing. The quiet guy kept mumbling things. I couldn't understand most of it because he was very quiet, but I remember hearing things along the lines of, she had just stayed quiet, everything would have worked out. She shouldn't have screamed, you shouldn't have let her out of the car. Meanwhile, my drunk friend kept telling him to shut up and be quiet. I remember him saying something about a plan, but I don't remember exactly what he said. Just that they had a plan and the girl screwed it up. We never really found out what happened. Drunk friend made an excuse about them all just being a little too messed up. But that doesn't explain why he was chasing her. Or why quiet friend decided he needed to cover up his face like he did when we passed him. Eventually, everyone dispersed. My mom and I went home. And the next day, I texted a few of my friends to see if they had any idea what happened. They all just kind of said she was too high, bad trip, freaked out, etc. But it seemed like more than that to me. A lot more. Both of those guys she was with gave off bad, bad vibes. I didn't even feel safe standing 10 feet away from them when we were all outside. I don't know what they were up to, what they were doing, but I hope being caught in the act gave them sense enough to clean up their act a little bit. I still think about that girl every now and again. I hope she's alright. This is my first and hopefully my only encounter with what people call black-eyed children. I'm a 27-year-old female. I was home alone on a Thursday night, February 24th to be exact. I live with my boyfriend who's 28, but he was at work until late that night. He's a bartender so he doesn't get home until like 4 in the morning. It was around 10 at night. I had already eaten dinner and was watching a movie in the spare room of our apartment when I heard a knock at the door. I have a friend who comes over unannounced fairly regularly and even has his own house key. But the door was double locked so I got up without thinking and unlocked and opened the door. I was confused when instead of my friend there was a girl standing there. She was maybe eight or nine years old and wearing house shoes. Uh, hi? I said, and she mumbled something in return that I couldn't quite hear. What was that? I asked. My mom. I need to call my mom. Your mom isn't here? Um, my dad. I need to call my dad. And I use the phone... There was something really strange and off about her, and her eyes were incredibly dark, if not completely black. I was a little dazed and confused, but the strangest part was my heart was absolutely racing. I was absolutely terrified, and I'm not sure why. I hesitated and almost told her no, but I also knew if she really did need help and I turned her away, she would likely go across the hall instead, into my neighbors, 
and they're not the most kid friendly. So I said sure. I told her she could step just inside while I find my phone because it was freezing and she was dressed for the summer. When I found my phone I handed it to her and she dialed a number and then started speaking in another language for a minute. I'm not sure which, maybe Spanish, but I didn't recognize any of the words. She spoke for maybe 30 seconds and then hung up and was just standing there. Uh, was that him? I asked. She just looked at me confused. You? Uh, your dad? Oh, right. At this point, she was seriously freaking me out. To the point where I just wanted to avoid looking her in the face. So I walked over to my cat who was half hiding behind a chair and just tried to distract myself and pet her. The girl dialed a different number, spoke in the same foreign language for maybe 15 seconds, then hung up. After that she basically shoved the phone back in my hand, shouted thanks, and literally ran out the front door. I was left just standing there confused as hell and uneasy in the pit of my stomach. I walked the six-ish feet to my door and locked both the deadbolts, and as I turned away from the door, there was another knock. I looked through the peephole and it was a man, maybe late forties, in one of the work outfits for the building maintenance team of my apartment. Oddly, I didn't recognize him. Even though I've lived in this complex for over three years and had thought I had met all of the maintenance men. I talk to them regularly because their office and storage shed is right at my front stairs where I park my van. I also found it kind of strange that anyone from the team was still there so late at night when they usually get off at almost five hours earlier. Like an idiot, I open the door again. Hello? Hi. Was there a little girl here a moment ago? Uh, yeah. She asked to use my phone and then she just ran off. She is here. At that, I was confused. Where is she? I asked, and he looked at me like I was crazy and just pointed at the ground next to him. She is standing right here. He said sternly. He was very, very clearly the only human in the hallway. A long, straight hallway with no corner or side around. At that point, my panic was through the roof. Uh, oh, yeah, right. I said. He just shook his head and said, She should not have done that. She will not be doing that again. I meekly said, It wasn't a big deal. And he cut me off and raised his voice slightly and just repeated, She should not have done that. Understand. Understand. At this point, I'm pretty sure this dude is about to murder me over an invisible girl standing next to him. So I just say yes, understood, of course. And he replied, We apologize for this. Enjoy your night. And he walked away. I called my boyfriend right away and told him the whole story. He agreed that it was weird but was super busy so we couldn't talk for long. I reassured the whole apartment was locked up and opened a beer to calm my nerves. Time passed until my boyfriend got home and we hung out for about an hour then went to sleep. The entire night neither one of us slept a wink. 
We were both absolutely burning up and shivering and breaking out in cold sweats and having night terrors. By 8 o'clock in the morning, we were both dizzy and coughing and had fevers, and later that day my boyfriend tested positive for COVID. His lasted two weeks, roughly. Mine, however, just cleared up a week ago, after having turned into one of the worst and longest-running sicknesses I've ever had. I'm still getting over it and getting my breath back. I haven't seen the child or that maintenance worker since that night. That's the last time I ever let some kid into my house. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Nightmare Society Radio. You can find merch on nightmaresociety.threadless.com and you can find ways to support the podcast at patreon.com slash nightmaresociety. Until next time. Shoot.